Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Meanwhile, I'll take this moment to remind everyone that now you can buy an October-appropriate Optimus Prime for Super 7. There we go. How cool, right? Yeah, October. Okay. All right. I think I got the camera situation figured out here. So, all right. So, we're live tonight. I am Lucas. I am joined tonight by Christian. What up? And Peter. Forever does strong. And Anna. Good evening. And Phil. Well, finally, someone says hi to me. Yes. No, I said hi to you, but you were pointing the camera at midsection and like making noises and stuff. Well, fine. Hello. Good evening. How's everybody? Hi, Phil. We were all. Good evening. Hi, Phil. Phil, I I just want to say I appreciate uh, you joining us for um, the the one Bears game that uh, they might actually win here. So I don't know if you're going to, you know, halfway through and the third quarter starts, if you're going to just start like looking down at your phone or. I I have not been able to see any of the game. And now I'm just like, if the Bears win, it's like, oh, this is me. This is, I can't watch any more games because <laughs> it's, it's me. I'm the reason. There you go. There you yeah. go. Well, I do appreciate it. Uh, I do have DJ Moore on my fantasy team, so that's exciting. Me too. Nice. So, I've go. got Colton Met going and Ew. Washington's defense, so I'm kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah. I do well, kind of uh, hope that the Bears continue losing so that they, we, we can continue being Panthers and Bears friends forever in mediocrity. <laughs> I mean, I like, we still can. The Panthers <laughs> have not won a game yet. Up until this point, neither of the Bears, and so if I, I know, so we yet, both just stay winless so that we can both be together. Well, they have a Thursday night football game coming up in a couple weeks, so it, it, there was a possibility that you could have two winless teams going on a Thursday night football on Amazon. Yay! Yeah, look at Christian yeah. talking sports. I'm a little disappointed. Why do you think I don't know about sports? All of you think seem to think this because you don't really talk about it. Anytime sports. I don't know anything about like, sports. I don't want to talk about sports. I well, want to watch Transformers. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, I do feel like the normal is not talking about sports because this is a Transformers podcast and right. not a sports podcast. But the moment you guys started talking about fantasy football teams, I felt further from all of you as friends. I just like the social yeah. distance just increased. I was like, ew, fantasy yeah. football, gross. Yeah. I know and understand and like sports. It's just whenever sports come up, I feel like it's just me and, and Lucas who know what Again, probably because there's a time and a place, and this is a Transformers podcast, not a sports podcast. 
That's right. And unless the Transformers are playing sports cutely, which they are on one of the covers of this new comic book. Are they? That's not appropriate. There's a basketball cover. There is. It totally does not fit with the tone of the comic that we'll be talking about, but it's cute. I, we will you let know, Nick I feel address like all it, the covers. Yeah, I mean, I think Nick's going to join us here at some point. He, he can talk I about don't believe the, you. Well, I don't know. He says he might. Um, but I, I feel like you shouldn't have more covers than pages of comic book. That's Ooh, a good rule. That's I've a good metric. That's a great rule. And this comic book actually has a lot of pages for a comic book and still has many more covers than it has pages. Mm-hmm. It almost needs its own separate page just for the list of all the artists who did variant covers. So are we just going to dive has, in? We're not going to talk about a separate page. About yeah, it's freaking go for it. Well, that, that has, page also addresses the regular okay. creators as well as the variant covers. Right in. So tonight. We're talking about Transformers number one again. Transformers comics have restarted once again. Wait, there's another Transformers the uh, reboot? The last one was so good. Last Anna, one was such like a missed opportunity. Of, I feel like there's a hint of, like, I don't know if I would say scorn. You know, certainly, certainly some sarcasm in your voice there. You know, what, what what's going on with that? Oh, not much. I was just trying to blandly introduce the topic in a joking fashion. Now, if you wanted to say some scorn, it is my presentation voice. Now, if you wanted to say scorn, it would be at all the people say that the last reboot of Transformers was bad, even though it was Cybertronian world building, something I've wanted for ages. And I actually liked it. Is that I mean, the, last, the last reboot was so popular. So popular. That they decided to continue with the same publisher and continue that for years and years and years, right? Oh, well, they right. actually had to stop because they had just done so well. They couldn't top themselves anymore. So Wait, how many issues did the... Mike dropped. Did, did that last? Like 50. Okay, so that lasted longer than the G1 cartoon, technically speaking, right? What? No. No. Wait, 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 hold what? on. So, no. if you have more what? variant covers than the last run of comics had issues. Okay, so did it run more years than the G1 cartoon did? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was doing issues oh. versus episodes. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, so was I. It's not that confusing. Did the, did the reboot? Are we talking, did the reboot IDW last more years than the G1 cartoon? The answer is still no. The answer is still no. It had five seasons if you count the repackages with the Puppet Prime. (laughs) You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Let's talk about the new comic, please. And I'm better to talk with it. Look, it's Nick. I haven't seen Nick in like a year. Hi. Hi. How oh, is Nick? Is Nick joining here? Let's Nick's see. Here. Do we have a new? That was me. When He's I been on for like five minutes. He even said that. hello. No one else acknowledged him except me. <laughs> That's well, okay. I, was I, was, I looked at him, smiled, but he didn't look back. I waved. I had no phone. idea because I'm like looking at the broadcast and I hadn't brought in his camera yet. So bring it uh, in. Well, now, now I did. He's here. Good. 
he and Peter can't just share knowing glances without everyone else yep. seeing. <laughs> that is a good point, though, because it takes it's a, a lot part of, of our dynamic. <laughs> I know, but we, the rest of us have to see it. <laughs> All right. We're all so, here. We're so, Nick, question for you. How would you say the sales of the IDW reboot versus this new one are? Would you say that they're better, hopefully? Uh, it's it's a little soon to tell. Um, the IDW reboots, I don't remember them having one in a hundred variants to drive sales. Take my meaning. Nick, how many subs do you have for the book for, for the ongoing at your store compared to what you had for the previous IDW run? Well, this is a different location. We have a lot less reserves at the new, the new location compared to the old location because the old location had 36 years to generate reserve customers, whereas the new locations only had two. So I don't know that this is going to be a fair comparison. Uh, that said, if we have four, that's a lot of reserves at the new store for this book. Okay. And I'm one of them. <laughs> I was calculating in your two years of existence and the newness of the book, and I said four. Yeah, that's probably about Now, that may grow depending on if people... We, we want it to grow feel the need to subscribe to this book or if they just can walk in and buy it off the shelf they may not feel the need to subscribe whichever um and you know as long as there are one in a hundred variants that require us to order a hundred copies to get the cover that nick needs for nick's collection uh i am certain that there will be plenty of copies on the shelves for people to buy so so nick to put that in comparison how many reserves do you get for an issue of saga um i you know the honest to god truth is i don't pull the reserves uh that's all done by one of my managers and my partner so i don't i don't handle all of the comic facing stuff the big boss now (laughs) owns the store he doesn't do the grunt work anymore uh i can i can tell you the the information that my partner would probably kill me for saying out loud um, we, what we order on Saga is probably about 30 copies a month. Okay. So, and we, you know, tend to sell that out. So that's good. Have you noticed more buzz at the store about this book? You um, it's buzzworthy. <laughs> <laughs> we did have Spoilers. someone coming looking for the one in a hundred variant. Was it you? It was not well. I mean, I already had it. That's why he was looking for it and didn't necessarily uh, get it. <laughs> was it Rick? No, it wasn't Rick. Uh, it's okay. just this is a, this is a guy I don't know. So okay. there are people looking reason. for the variants now. Whether or not that translates to readers or crazy collector guys or or speculative weirdos, speculative weirdos, image comics and speculative weirdos perish the thought. Our, our friends at Image Comics publish a lot of fine, fine books, many of which I love for the content. Um, how would you say it's been with Void Rivals at the stores? That continued after the first issue to have a, a decent following. We are still ordering the same numbers of Void Rivals that we were at the beginning because we have to get those variant covers for the weirdo who needs the one in the hundred variant. Oh. It's me. I'm that so, weirdo. 
so why why do you have to rights. get the void rider though? it doesn't have transformers in the main. it does they've been in every issue it's been in every issue you're yeah. clearly not reading not a true fan podcast yeah. over <laughs> shockwave was just in the i didn't book. say there wasn't transformers in the books i said it wasn't in the name doesn't matter it's a transformer in the book i need the variants technically the second issue didn't have a transformer it had the skucks he's a transformer it, it had a transformers character yeah. right right but not a transformer not even a robot not even a robot a transformers character so there was a comic that came out today, right? <laughs> yesterday. So. I mean, well, yesterday. You know, I bought uh, it today because I'm a slack ass. We are we are selling more void rivals than I thought we might on the front end. That's we are we are in fact selling copies of that book. I'm very happy to hear that. I'm enjoying that book. Anna, you're muted. As I should be. Wah wah. What were you saying, Anna? Did you did you have something? I was, no, I was just agreeing the Void Rivals is a new property, so the fact that people are reading it is good. I should go ahead and read it. I, I haven't been. Issue one was it for me so far, but I might as well read it. Reading comics is fun. <laughs> it can be. In general, I agree with that statement. I mean, well, I, Joe, I would hope I agree with that statement. As long as you're not Joe spending too much to read a Bendis book. Gia <laughs> Joe starts in like a month or two, right? Yes. And I don't know if you guys have seen the covers for Duke number one and Cobra Commander number one. But there's a Transformer on each of those covers as well. <laughs> well <I didn't> <laughs> of course that. there is. So they figured Stop out what's the thing that makes the book sell. Unfortunately... <laughs> I don't know how long that's sustainable. I mean, I mean, how many people are there, you know, that are, are, are similar where they have to, if there's a Transformer appearing anywhere, that they have to have a copy of the book? Well, the same well, thing goes for, like, Wolverine fans or Spider-Man fans, you know? They, right, they're they chasing yeah. that property, that character that I... That, that I oh, yeah, I remember that Spider-Guy showed up in a gorgeous. robot comic once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan Abbey, sure he, did. he did more than <laughs> once. Yeah, we got ID. We got account IDW Avengers. Oh, do we have to? On, can we just forget we about do. that? It was terrible. Most people do. Not good. You can. Hey, Ramjet was in it. <laughs> Ramjet Ram was in it. Ramjet. <laughs> the end. Um. Listen, we also had a Cthulhu and Transformers crossover with IDW, so they were getting around back in those days. And all the Cthulhu fans were buying up those infestation covers because, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> the great old ones need their uh, comic fans. Yeah. Fans, what's the difference? Walking into the comic shop wearing robes, smelling of sea salt and brine. <laughs> but, just you know, all you need is one weirdo that needs the one in a hundred at each shop. And all of a sudden, each shop is ordering a hundred copies. Well, that helps. I, that helps um, Image and Skybound, but what does mm-hmm. that do to the store that then potentially has ninety some copies left over at the end of the month? If you're selling that one in a hundred for the right price, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's just the trees that get really hurt. Yeah, but if it's the <laughs> monies are you making? Oh, Peter, you totally cut out, and I missed all of that. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> Damn it. 
Okay, so how was the book? Let's talk about the book. Yeah, let's talk about it. Sure. Let's talk about Robot Wars. So do we want to, like, give our thoughts overall and then kind of get into spoilers or so that people are, you know, haven't had a chance to read the book yet? That's the format we've done for new media in the past. So I think we can go ahead and just just cut to to the quick immediately. What? Cut to the quick immediately. Oh, so you don't want to do the non-spoilers? You just want to jump Correct. right in? Yes. Oh, well, see, I, was, I mean, I, I was going to go ahead and do non-spoiler, and then I guess it doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> it don't matter. None of this matters. Matter. We're doing spoilers. <laughs> this is your warning. If you don't want them, you should leave now. If you don't want right. spoilers, you should be at come, local comic shop on Wednesdays. Yeah, come, come back and, you know... <laughs> But also, uh, if you don't want spoilers, remember this is issue one of probably at least two. So probably two. I think they've well, solicited three. It could <laughs> be a four issue miniseries. That was a thing that happened once. Ooh, four issue <laughs> miniseries. <laughs> People react to what they read and they're like, "Okay, it's four issues. Sorry, whoops." So, so my thought, like, just overall in the book, is like, is there really that much to spoil? To be honest, with like this first one. It depends. Uh, I feel like in action stuff fandoms, the big thing to spoil is death. And there's a decent amount of that word. So I would say there's enough stuff to spoil. Peter, the back row. See, now, I guess that all depends on if you believe that there's really death here. I think I called up Peter. Oh, sorry. Oh, then he left. Then he left. (laughs) Wait, way to go. Because that was Nick right when everything was froze Peter. on my screen again, and I, I didn't hear you even say okay, Peter. Okay, we're calling on Nick then. I was just being playful. Sorry. Go, Nick. Is it me? Am I doing the thing? Okay. Fine. Um, yeah, there are some deaths, but that all depends on if you believe in death meaning anything in this universe. We don't know that it does or doesn't yet, especially the way everybody gets put back together right at the beginning of the book. I mean, this is not really a spoiler because if you've seen any Transformers anything ever, they wake up in the Ark and Teletran 1 puts everything back together. No way. Um, that human dude is dead, though. But, like, the way that they put everything back together... <laughs> he's oh, well, yeah, he's like, dead. Well, but also, he's not, he's not a robot, so he that doesn't Teletran dead. 1 ain't piecing all that back together. He's, he, no, no, that's not happening. No, well, maybe that's how you get headmastered, right? Or, or, or you know, some like he's a robot in his head or a human in his head. Right. Isn't that a thing that, that happened once? <laughs> anyway. Um, so do we want to go like scene by scene or do we want to just talk about general thoughts? Do we want to start with the art? What do we want to start with? Look, uh, my, my general spoiler free uh, review of this. It doesn't break any ground. It's beautiful. The action scenes are great. The, the Daniel Warren Johnson has a great grasp of who these characters are. And I got that from the first issue. But if you're looking for something new and refreshing and different, this ain't it, Chief. This is the same thing you've seen at least, no no joke, five times before. Because uh, I did that math for someone earlier. Um, you know, it, that doesn't make it bad. It's not a bad book by any stretch. It's just, yep, it's Transformers. Yeah. So... But it's beautiful. I will say that the action sequences are gorgeous and it's worth the price of admission for the art alone. I disagree with that. Really? So do we want to talk art then? Well, yeah. before we do that, why don't we... I know Peter had a thought. 
Yes. Oh wait, he's eating a salad now. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, fair okay, enough. So let's talk. About right. I, I really like to talk art oh, and cereal. comic books. It's a lot of fun. And I want to say that the when I read the Ashcan, right, the non-finished version mm-hmm. of the comic, I was kind of like, ooh, this art feels like a step backwards from what we're used to in IDW. And then when I saw it colored, I realized why it felt like a step backward. And it's because this actually feels hand-drawn and not like ultra super processed. So it actually feels like, you know, it kind of reminds me of what you see when you're reading a manga and a lot of them are, you know, drawn and written by the same person and they're kind of a one person squad producing the whole thing. That kind of authentic, like this is his art, this is his writing type of deal. So I ended up, you know, at first having that kind of negative reaction because I really don't like how people look in it. But then once I kind of thought about, yeah, but I'm getting like real art again, I actually ended up really liking it. Yeah, I haven't um, read anything by this artist, um, but I do a power bomb is awesome. Everybody should read do a power bomb if you like wrestling at all. His Marvel series was was a lot of fun, too. Would you say that this art style in this comic is similar to what he's done in previous books as well? Absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah, it's it it looks a lot like his do a power bomb stuff in terms of the action sequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Anna, to your point, Mike Spencer is his colorist. And and yeah, Mike Spencer does add a ton to the just the flow and the energy of the book and and you're right that the ashcan versus this does feel a lot different because yeah we were getting a rough cut with the ashcan yeah and i feel like it helped a lot to add the colors to this for me to actually realize what it was you know not just think of like ew this is some ugly storyboard but it's like oh no this is what inked art by itself looks like before you put colors on it okay duh you kind of forgot over the last 20 years of all this like really digital art so christian i guess you disagree it sounds like you're not a fan of the art uh i think the robot models look really good i think the humans look pretty terrible and I think the action sequences just look really silly and dumb, and they took me out of the story completely. Particularly that that one panel where Optimus like flips. That sick ass suplex. There. That's awesome. Yeah, that's suplex. It's it's badass. I hated it. <laughs> no one would ever fight like that. It's so stupid. You're not a wrestling guy. No, I'm not. I think I'm even less of a wrestling guy than I am an Army Guys versus Snake Terrorist guy. Like. I, I really just despise wrestling. The wrestling so is funny to me. Things. Wrestling is just storytelling, man. It's all storytelling. I've never wanted I... to see the story of two mostly naked men that are oiled up rub up against each other for a fashion accessory. That's not the story <laughs> I like to watch. I love it. <laughs> what does that say about you, Nick? <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable with anything it says about me. Good. <laughs> I I liked the wrestling nonsense 
part of the fighting. Like, I thought that was kind of, that was different. Like, something I said kind of, you know, ton-in-cheek kind of mean earlier was that that was the one original thing about this comic is I've never seen Transformers doing literal wrestling moves. Now, Super God Master Force gets really close, right? They do a lot of punching and almost wrestling, but this was like the bladed, he did a suplex type of, like... Issue 55, you know, tr- Budiansky, the Intergalactic Wrestling Championship. Come on, guys. Road Handler. <laughs> He's the winner. Is there maybe this will be... Theme? Isn't that one of the Jim Lee covers? <laughs> yes. Isn't there a wrestling theme in one of the animated episodes, or am I just getting that confused with a bunch of other cartoons? Maybe. An animated yeah. Animated, animated, or like an animated cartoon? No, Transformers animated series. Um, I think so. Not, not DWJ, but DJW. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't think so. And not DJD. Definitely not DJD. Yeah. Yeah, I just for some reason I like in my head I like picture bulkhead. I can see why a bunch of the human villains kind of seem like wrestling people. Yeah, like meltdown and I, for some reason I have it in my head that like Bumblebee and Bulkhead got like in the wrestling and you know body slammed or power bombed Decepticons in a fight. And I, maybe I'm just making that up. But that was like a comedy. It would totally fit in. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it would work, but uh, no, yeah, it happened. Uh, I look we did that. have wrestling a little bit, uh, or, or robot fighting in in the um, uh, Earth Spark show. A little bit. Okay. Well. All right. So we've nitpicked my comet to the fact that it's dead now, but I thought it was unique. I thought seeing them fight like that was a fun, you know, a way to bring it back to the '80s campiness that brought me into Transformers. Before we went into the the violence that felt very nineties. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say obviously the style is much different than what we've been getting in in IDW previously. So, um, you know, yeah, this art style is very different than what we saw in most of IDW. Like there was right, a huge right. variety of artists right. in all the IDW runs, but most of it was that like heavily processed, very clean, modern art. And this is more of a kind of, it's not quite old school, right? I just went back in Reg 2 recently. The art in that looks horrible compared to this, but right? This is, this is a good way to set it apart from the previous universe is to give it I this agree. more organic feel to it. It's It's much more of an organic art style. It's less sharp and less polished. There's rough around the edges here, you know? Um, so I think that that it was a good, that was a good call. He's a great choice of artist because it is so different to flavor. Yeah, I've got, I've got some big picture thoughts on this and I don't know if I want to say them now or wait till a little bit more, but in general, I'm a big fan of Daniel Warren Johnson. I'm a big fan of his artwork. Yeah. I, I love the energy. I love the dynamicness that, that he brings. Um, you know, I, I think it's his approach to the Transformers allows for a lot more emoting than sometimes we can get from some artists with these. Um, you know, and so I, um, 
Um, I'm excited. I, I thought the first issue was a lot more meaty than I thought it would be after seeing what the ash can was. And, and I'm pleased with it. I agree with that for sure. I definitely thought that ash can was going to be the whole issue. And I agreed. this yeah, is about twice as long. So it's a 38 page issue, which is cool. Oh, wow. To start I didn't with. That. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize with every that page and sent it to us. I mean, that, that, that includes. I mean, you the, didn't do that. No one did that. <laughs> so 38 pages on the digital version. So it's probably yeah. actually 35. But hmm. still, it's, it's a long comic, which was nice. For, for those guys, of you seriously. following along at home, most comics these days are 22 pages. So 38 is a long comic. Yeah, it felt long. And like, I took five like minutes. It, to it read just it. felt longer than normal. That's, yeah. So, Christian, there's a certain artist from IDW that literally bothered you so much that it made you not read certain comics. Is this that strong of a visceral oh, gosh, reaction? No. Okay, oh, no. I didn't <laughs> think so. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's two of them, actually. And no! Who was the other one? Carlos Magno? Which one was he? He did a lot of live-action stuff around 2009, 2008-2009. There's a way to do live-action, and it looks good. Alex Milne did it in Rain Starscream after that. Anyway, yeah. No, no, this art was fine, except when it came to humans, again, like I said, and then it's not that the action scenes looked bad. It's the direction of those scenes looked bad. Like, the art itself was fine. I just really hated the direction. Like, don't do stupid wrestling moves. But that's me being very anti-wrestling. <laughs> I get that that's not going to be everyone. I don't know why anyone does like wrestling. I've never been able to understand it. But you wound me, the, sir. The art itself you wound looks me. good. I, I kind of... I'm not a fan of the roughness that you and Nick mentioned, Anna, but I'm okay with it, and I want to see where it goes. So I've only had polished stuff, because Dreamwave was that way, and then IDW was that way. I wasn't around for the Marvel stuff. That's true. You read Marvel as, like, an archive. Anything you did in Marvel was you looking at old stuff that you knew was old. And it's, it's very hard to do that. Like you said, G2, you read that recently, and it doesn't look good. It's hard for me to read that stuff now. And it looked fine to me when I was 11 or whatever when it came out, right? right? Like, when I read it the first time, I was like, ooh, this is cool. They're robots, and they're, they're drawn, and this is fine. And I didn't know that it would look ugly to 39-year-old me, but it looks ugly to 39-year-old me. Right. This The humans, I think, kind of got me with this. It, it's something like i read a lot of web comics and some artists go for the style where humans are not very pretty and sometimes that's a little off-putting for a minute because it's like oh shouldn't cartoon and comic characters all be gorgeous but this is one of those styles where it's like they're not they're not pretty people right everyone looks kind of like not quite ugly ugly but they're not drawn glamorously at all they're drawn kind of in a simple but not it attractive way to me. That's what I think. It looks like. finished, just not very pretty. I mean, for the most part, you know, we get mainly four humans in the story. There's a few more at the beginning in the bar, but I think one of the things that I, I like about his art is that each of the main humans we see has a different shape to them. They're not all turkey cutter, you know, Captain America physique, you know, sort of thing. That that some artists will will just draw every character 
looking like that. Like every every male is a supermodel bodybuilder, and every female is, is a supermodel, you know, toothpick. Um, and that is not the case with with his art. Um, so I, I do appreciate that aspect. And I think one thing that I don't think this book had a ton of there's there's one page in particular where you see the arc in the mountain and you see the back of it and you see all the little details of all the pipes and, and the conduits, all that stuff. That's one of my favorite things that Daniel Warren Johnson does with his artwork. And again, we just got a slight taste of it. And I hope we do see more of that. Cause that's, that's some of my favorite thing to just stare at a page for five, 10 minutes to, to look that over. Um, so I was, I was excited to see that and want to see more. Yeah, the detail level of the robots and the technology is a really interesting contrast with the simplicity of the human designs. Maybe that's why the humans look unfinished to me. Because everything around them is so detailed. There are a lot more pinstrokes on the robots than there are on the humans. Well, okay, Maybe but that's that's, that's all we ever complain about with the live action movies is I want less of the humans and more of the robots. That was my first criticism. It's like, oh, we're back on Earth and back interacting with humans. Transformers are way more interesting away from Earth and away from humans. And but, I mean, husband. Um, I, I was just gonna say, I, I mean, I feel like you kind of have to have this, you know. It's kind of like the the Batman origin, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you have to start that off almost with that, uh, that origin story, you know, or Superman or whatever. Right. It's like, I kind of feel like with Transformers, it's like, no, or, or do you disagree? Before infiltration had even finished, they brought out Stormbringer and beast wars. Like they were doing non-human things from the beginning of IDW. Yeah. And I, I think there was room for that because that you know, infiltration was not the, the book it was not the one that was like this is amazing and great but people really like stormbringer plus you had uh figueroa doing designs for that and on beast wars so you know well have we have they announced um other transformers books i mean i know we have the joe one but is this the only one what they said at the front end is that they're going to have four energon universe books running at any given time Titles will rotate in and out, but there will always be four. And I think that is going to translate to essentially one a week. Um, so as many series end, other series will start up. That is the current plan, as I was told. So was this a mini series or? I believe Transformers is the flagship, the ongoing. What about the Army Guys and Snake Terrorist? That you the, the Duke book, the Cobra Commander book, I think those are likely to be mini series that eventually lead into a G.I. Joe ongoing. If I had, I believe, to, you know, if I were Void a betting rivals. man, that would be my and bet. Void Rivals is the other one. And Void Rivals, Void rivals is a, bit of a wild issue. card right now. Is that a six issue mini? I thought that was the case. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, but that would not surprise me. Yeah. Um. So so I, I kind of want to let, let me go on my rant here. I I've read several interviews with Daniel Warren Johnson. I've watched several interviews with him. You we, interviewed him. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I mildly, yeah, yeah, I did interview him. Um, I don't think we are the audience that they're trying to capture with this book. No, this book, this book is not targeted at us. No. And so the 45 different nitpicks, covers are targeted at us. <laughs> yeah. Some of our nitpicks of like, this isn't enough on Cybertron. You know, we've seen this story before. Think about it. We have actually not seen this story 
in a long time. So Earth Spark didn't tell this version of the story. Um, Transformers Prime didn't really tell this version of the story. Uh, the Netflix show didn't tell this version of the story. The Machinima show didn't tell this version of the story. We've actually gotten a ton of Transformers not on Earth in some of the more recent animated stuff and the comic book stuff. So Daniel Warren Johnson has said he was a big fan of this property as a kid. Liked watching the cartoon when he could. Uh, you know, read some of the old comic books back in the day. But, like, in an interview, like, he didn't know who Drift was. He didn't know necessarily, I think, who, like, Windblade was. So he's not been keeping up with that. And I think that's partially for the benefit of, of what they're, what Skybound in general is trying to do. Is Skybound is trying to take this property back to its core and say, hey, this is what made this property a mega seller back in the 80s. And it was this structure. And, and they're going with that, at least at the start. Will we get those other elements that IDW eventually gave us? It's possible. But, but at the start of this, they're going back to the basic roots. To me, this would be akin to um, what Ultimate Spider-Man was for Marvel some 20 years ago. Um, that this is a bit of a, 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 a bit of a <laughs> reboot. <laughs> A bit of a reboot, a bit of a retelling of the origin, and and you know, but it's not exactly the same. It's slightly different, and we've seen those differences already. And I, I appreciate that. To me, if this gets more folks into Transformers, that's that's I think what the aim of this is. I mean, Skybound's trying to sell issues here. They're trying to make this a successful property. I think that's good for the franchise. I think that's good for the overall brand. And and I'm on board for what they've been doing so far. All right, Every Christian, I don't want to forget what you actually fans. look like. So Nick, Nick should go first, though. Ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah. What, With what one I mean? issue, you compare it to that. I'm Ultimate Spider-Man is, is arguably one of the best books to come out of, you know, 2001, two, whatever the hell it was. And Andy went on for a long time and just changed the face of comics into the early 2000s. You cannot, you cannot Ooh. compare this book. To Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm sorry. You know? I can say what they're trying to do. No. Ultimate Spider-Man No, 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 no. So so like is this is this Phil trying to say that the next rookie is gonna be the next like Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Is this is this his moment right here? Is this what we're saying? This is like Phil saying the the dude at his kid's school, but the that he plays on the you know church league basketball team with is the next Michael Jordan. No, okay, I apologize I just... that I have not conveyed my message clearly. <laughs> my message with this, my point that I'm trying to convey is that Ultimate Spider-Man was trying to take Peter Parker and the Spider-Man story back to its origins that people could relate to and people could relate to better. And that's what Skybound is trying to do with Transformers. I think in other words, the comparison you're we'll making see. is this is a reboot. This is a reboot that's really doing things very similar to the first time. Yes. You're trying to bring it back to the core elements, the core character archetypes, the core, you know, just, just what this property was back in the 80s when most of the comic book buying population is most familiar with Transformers. 
What I really liked in, in that vein was that they had like five different characters who spoke and then murdered one of them. So we lost a character immediately. We lost a character Maybe archetype immediately. We, we can just keep losing some characters, right? Yeah. No, I think in future issues we're going to gain characters from the looks of the, the previews. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so in an interview, Daniel Warren Johnson said one of the things he does not like to do is he does not like to play the game that a lot of television shows will play where you will have sort of set up and, and action stuff. And then like you get to the season finale and like a big crescendo and like a bad guy does something horrific. Like he said, like he wants to show how horrific and, and despicable Starscream is. So he's going to do that right out of the gate. This is how, benevolent of a character starscream is so why should you wait for an inorganic moment to do that because you're trying to tee up this big crescendo plot point for him it's like no this is organic for that character to do this right out of the gates and and that's why he did that to to bumblebee and jetfire i mean i i will say that is an interesting point you know with a lot of the other media that we've gotten recently and not just transformers but across the board everyone loves the anti-hero now right like that's that's a whole thing and in you know having the book come straight out and it's like nope starscream's a bad guy like there you go it's it's black and white i mean no redemption here he's not gonna be you know running for anything on cybertron he's not gonna you know be the head of the new cybertronian government or anything like that that is not this starscream no this starscream is committing straight up war crimes (laughs) <laughs> you got your Starscream that got to have character development in IDW, and if you didn't want, if you didn't read that, and you want to see Starscream get character development, he gets plenty there. Probably not going to happen this time. He's hey, just a it's just different character development. I don't think it'll have development. I, I think. Nope. I think you're selling it short for one issue, and maybe I'm over over. I think you're overselling for one issue. No, <laughs> I. I but I don't think so it's bad. In between somewhere is probably okay. the truth. So, like, I don't think it's bad that the Decepticons are probably just going to be really bad people this time around. Right? Like, I'm not saying that's necessarily bad. I'm saying you're not going to get that depth of character exploration yeah, I, I and development. I don't see this being the book with nuance to your villains. I don't think your villains are going to have nuance here. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that development that you got in IDW. And that's not a bad thing because so many Transformers fictions have had the Decepticons just being straight up bad guys. And here we are again, they're straight up bad guys. I mean, we might, because I mean, this is this is a Starscream who said right out of the gate, he's talking to Jetfire. So, so let's just kind of run through the plot because we haven't done that yet. So what we get is, is we get Spike. You know, he's he finds his dad and his dad is in a bar and drinking himself silly because his his older son, it sounds like, died in, in some sort of special gonna be an astronaut and yes, instead and, the and shuttle blows up or whatever. Got blown up good. Um yeah. and so you know Spike and Carly meet up and they go to look at some some stars in the sky with the telescope. They're talking about up on a mountain. Yep, aspirations for college. They're, they're on a mountain, there's an earthquake, and boom, they fall. Here's the Into arc. the Ark. Yep. And again, beautiful shot of the Ark with, yeah. with the, all its greebles and all that stuff. They crawl into the Ark, and, and they see Optimus and, and, and Bumblebee and a bunch of other Autobots of the Septicons line. They're all like unconscious, 
and and here comes Jetfire flying in from where he had previously seen him in Void Rivals, and he's like, hey, I found you guys. I'm sorry I couldn't activate you sooner. There's not a ton of energy. He turns on Teletran 1, and Teletran 1, right out of the gate, rebuilds Starscream. And Starscream and, and let's, Jetfire. And let's talk about the rebuilding these guys, because this is whether or not death sticks. Yeah. I, I don't know what you're going to be able to see here, but they literally piece Starscream back from nothing. Yeah. So Even I don't know though, how death is at all in this book. In the first time that Starscream shows up and he's shown unconscious, he is not in little pieces. Oh. So I feel like that was a weird stylistic choice because there he is, you know, he's, he's oh, yeah. unconscious, but he's fully together. And then they show them being rebuilt, like completely rewired. And yeah. I feel like that was just a weird artistic choice. Like, I don't know if they were trying to show, like, this is what it looks like when Teletran 1 gives you a new alt Reformatting. mode. Yeah. Or if it was supposed to be, I could rebuild and... them from anything. I'm a super computer. Yeah. I think I... it might have been more of the alt mode thing, though. Mm-hmm. That was a confusing part for me as well. So that is one aspect of the art that I was a little scratching my head with. But so they, I, I, as they as they continue to piece more and more Transformers together, you see them basically fly through the air in pieces, you know? Yeah. It's almost like so. Voltron, like assembling the lion. You know, yeah. Like yeah. It's, um, a neat, it's a neat visual effect, but it sort of undercuts, undercuts the immediacy, the, the, the meaningfulness of, the, of like death. And there are right. plenty of deaths to go around. Yeah. So you see, you know, Starscream get put back together. He and Jetfire are talking. Jetfire has no idea the war has been going on for, in this case, now hundreds of years only, not not m- millions of years. So the war has been going on for a shorter period of time. Oh, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. Um, and so it, you it have could this, be the same amount of time. It's just a lot more hundreds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that seems. Or maybe, you know, they haven't had a chance to, te- to check their internal chronometers yet, and they don't know how long it's been, which I guess is yeah. possible, too. A Cybertronian so, year is a thousand times longer as a Earth year. At, at this point, Starscream. How just, long is a Breen anyway? <laughs> at this point, Starscream just walks up to the unconscious Bumblebee Beam. and Breen with an M. Breen. Yeah, thank you. Blows his, a hole in his head, like you know the the size of a face, like a face size hole in Bumblebee's head. Um, Jetfire is a gas, doesn't know what's going on. Meanwhile, Teletran 1 is still rebuilding Transformers. Optimus Prime comes online. Optimus Prime starts, you know, shooting at Starscream. More Decepticons come online. Ratchet comes online. There's fighting, there's shooting. And, and Ratchet's trying to kick someone in the dick. Yeah, yeah. That's Ratchet his move. Does, it's a super down. kick. He, he super missed. kicked him. If it was a real super kick, he'd be slapping his thigh. To get a nice, <laughs> you know, sound there. Um, so, you know, then you have the you have Spike and Carly who are in the middle of all this. They're seeing all this go on. They push Optimus Prime his gun to him as he's sort of lying there defenseless as, as the Decepticons are, are, are trying to off Optimus. And like the whole thing is the first instance of superhuman Spike. <laughs> so the push whole motivation the they have right here is that there is a war going on. Starscream and the other Decepticons see an opportunity to take out their rivals, and they are fully going to take advantage of that. And so whether you'd want to describe that as evil, whether you want to describe that as just like, hey, these are our sworn enemies and, and this is an opportunity, you could look at it from different perspectives. So so yes, you know, Do we we can't the, the very <laughs> next it's a straight up war crime. They're like, you're weaker than us, therefore you don't deserve to exist. 
Okay, like, yes, I did forget about that line. Evil thing yes. to say. You're you're actually yeah, you're right. That's pretty genocidal. Um, All right. This is, no I, I wanna I wanna stop and interrupt the story for a moment sure. about here Please because do. this is where the story is interrupted by what I think is a really weird fucking choice. And I love his art, but this is a an odd fucking choice. You have to turn the book sideways to this page. <laughs> and this really should have been a two page spread because if you're gonna do this hero shot, pages, don't Nick. break my flow. And it it's got, do but you, you could have reworked the next page to be, I don't know, the bottom half or something, and it would have, I think it would have flowed much better as a, a full did it, two page. Did spread. a guided view the, the If you use digital, you don't even know that happened. Yeah. Right. I See, so it. to you reading that digitally, you go, oh, that's probably a two page spread. It's not. Nope. It's one page sideways. That that's funny. It's one page sideways, and it just, I had to stop and do this. You got to be fucking kidding me. Very strange. It's, it's beautiful. It? I love it's it, pretty. but like, don't don't make me do that. Please was it X Force number sixteen? That was the sideways issue back in the nineties. That was you know experimental and new and you know. Yeah. No, Rob Liefeld just wanted to draw bigger splash pages. Good lord! Actually, probably just wanted to draw fewer pages because when you're drawing <laughs> sideways, yeah. Um, every page is a splash page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting, yeah, because I also read it digitally, so I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Like, I bought the book and read it digitally, and then I have my my hard copies that I purchased, so I don't have to like manhandle them. Flip was exciting. God, the, weird. The, the hero shots of Optimus Prime on these pages though are fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't and argue that's that. That's something that Daniel Warren Johnson has said in multiple interviews, even with the one I did with him, where he said it's very important for him to get Optimus Prime right. And he spent a lot of time trying to draw Optimus Prime and, and figure out just really how to get him to be close to the G1 model, but at the same time, not nearly as blocky and, and having like the, you know, so, so he's kind of got shoulders that Anna probably hates because the shoulders sort of just, you know, float there. Um, I noticed it. Yeah. Now that I've yeah. known Anna for so long, I noticed it. Yep. I, I noticed it too because of Anna. Um, so, you know, but but I'll I don't mind that so much. Um, you know, this is this is an artistic choice, an artistic style. There's been plenty of, you know, again going back to Transformers animated, where they didn't move exactly the way you'd think, you know, geometrically, and, and we all gave it a pass for the most part. Um, so so yeah, the Transform Autobots, um, you know, Ratchet and and Optimus are awake. They load up Carly and, and Spike inside Optimus, and, and a bunch of unconscious Autobots in uh, yep. Optimus's trailer. Optimus's trailer. Unconscious. They they get away. Jetfire is is trying to help them, and as Jetfire and and uh, dog fighting with Starscream and some of the Seekers, Jetfire gets gets uh, shot up a bunch of times and. Uh, the Autobots get away, end up in some big quarry where it looks like they're going to set up shop and, and Jetfire just like, hey guys, I was that cool dude in Void Rivals number one, wasn't I? Uh, and, and he's dead. Um, I just called him old friend though. I mean, Peter, everyone's his old friend. I was going to say, I thought it was a neat touch that Prime pointed out like, hey, according to the specs on this new alt mode I have, there should be a a trailer and he looks <laughs> over his shoulder and there's a trailer in the corner he's like that's mine load everyone in that let's go <laughs> it's just a neat nod that will kind of a neat a neat thing so trailer was that trailer already there or was like that 
part of his former alt mode that Teletran won and reassembled off screen. Teletran just built it off screen. Whatever it was, it happened off screen, just like trailer (laughs) stuff does. It used to be pieces of the other dudes. And Teletran didn't build those dudes in order just to build a box. There you go. So, yeah, then then you've got the Autobots basically licking their wounds, going to set up shop with Spike and Carly and his quarry. And the Decepticons, like they did in the G1 cartoon, they're like, hey, we need energy. We don't have enough energy. How can we go get energy? We're going to go attack a power plant. And so the power plant happens to be where Spike's dad is working, which, again, G1 throwback. And, and as the Decepticons attack it, Starscream grabs one of the humans, one of one of Spike's dad's just friends. Just Starscream attacking everyone else is too weak. Yeah, you're right. It's you're just right. Starscream. Sorry. Yep, and Starscream just and he's grumbling up. about it. He picks and up the dude. Yeah, yeah. Blood spells squish across a pan. And apparently, did Rabbit die? Taught got shot all the hell up. The Autobots how to all the Transformers how to speak English. Sure. Soundwave noted that Ravage wasn't dead, but he was perilously low on energy. And then everyone started grumbling, we're all low on energy. Yeah. Starscream has energy. He's got to go. Yeah, exactly. I do like that, you know, it's what makes, do not say his name. Yeah. (laughs) I am leader of the Decepticons now. Okay, yeah, I'm on board with that. That's pretty good. (laughs) And and again, that's that's a little bit of hint of characterization that we get from Did you mention the tele- Teletran one got destroyed? Oh yeah, no! Teletran one gets destroyed. Gets blown so up good. That's how yeah, Optimus yeah. stops the rest of Decepticons from getting built. Yes. Yeah. And also all of his dudes. Yes. So so sacrifices were made. There is a there is the MacGuffin out there of the Teletran one that can Deus Ex Machina everyone back to normal. Right. I'm assuming at some point we'll probably get that, but it's going to take us some time before we get there. And it'll probably be a race between the Autobots and the Decepticons of who can reactivate Teletran one to fix all their buddies. Yeah. But right now so, the Decepticons have control of the arc. Yeah. They're just, oh, yeah. Yeah. There. They didn't leave. They're just like, all right, this is ours. Yeah. yeah. Prime tried to break out the matrix in the first issue. Yeah, he did try. Yeah, he did. Try to heal. And uh, tried to heal Jetfire and Ratchet told him that ah, he's a goner. Yeah. Huh. Just don't waste your time with that Matrix crap yet. We we got other plot points to handle. Yeah. Save your glowy chest for, you know, some dude who skins his knee. <laughs> so, and then in the final scene of the issue, Mirage turns into a suit of armor, and Spike then defeats Scourge, and then again. happily ever after. Yeah, that's the secret page that only Phil has. Yes. And under the mask, Scourge was really Scourge. What? Yeah. I guess I have to see this movie to get that bit, because everybody's been talking about that a lot lately. Oh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah. That's no. a, oh, yeah, they, they do a Scooby-Doo reveal of just like, okay. I heard, <laughs> this. I heard that it was supposed to be for like the A-Plink scene. It was a Scourge agreeing to do the Unicron thing, and he looked different, and it's like the cost of working for Unicron is like this, and that's the point. Which is like, that's fine, but then they cut that, so now it's weird. So all we get is what we think is going to be revealed that he's someone, and it's like he's himself. There were people that were saying that there were design cues in behind the mask bits that were sticking out that looked like Optimus Prime. So maybe they were speculating through Unicron shenanigans. It was an alternate universe Optimus Prime that was actually Scourge. 
and maybe our prime since this was set in the 90s was really murder prime and murder prime's the one that i don't know it was dumb the whole thing was dumb and they're like well, they're going to show when scourge gets his mask off you're going to see it's actually Baver's murder prime and then there's going to be a time portal and he's going to hop forward to 2007 what so when he pulled his mask off and it was just scourge all the people who were nitpicking and, and going crazy over some crappy details because the animators were lazy and took some design cues from a forehead crest from something they had in a hard drive from 20 freaking years ago. <laughs> they were upset. So, the end. And this is, this is why I told Christian the other day, like, I kind of want to stop hearing theories for for some, you know, fandom properties because it's like then you then you want something to happen according to your theory and when it doesn't happen you get disappointed and upset that said who's got theories for this issue yeah i think, think ant-man is going to go inside thanos's bum bum and then <laughs> that's what's yeah. going to happen yeah the boys where, where, room where was ant-man i mean nothing nothing's happening i got yeah. a theory for you okay bumblebee isn't dead you'll know what? he gets shot in the face a good way to have Bumblebee, you know, not talk. Be mute, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's something yeah. Catherine said to me, and uh, as soon as I was they so blew sad his mouth to hear off. that theory. Yeah. As soon as they blew his mouth up, it was clear that that was a possible direction they could and be going. lines up real well with your, this is for the mainstream, this is for people who, you know, yeah. like mainstream mm-hmm. Transformer mm-hmm. stuff, not for the hardcore guys, and so and, and here you don't my, kill my Bumblebee, you just make him more like the shitty movie. <laughs> Or you can't just every, see every time we bring in lots and lots and lots of fans, mm-hmm. we get better toys. We do. We get better. We get good toys when all the fans show up and start buying all the you know related merch and product and things. But the conversation on Facebook and the forums and Twitter and everywhere else just gets dumber and dumber and dumber, and it makes me hate enjoying anything there's a way to avoid that peter and it's just, it just don't, maybe don't engage choosing with engage the, just don't like, look yeah just don't look i like share i like sharing transformer stuff i like being excited about transformer stuff but people just want to i like optimus prime and bumblebee when he don't talk and i like <laughs> the toys were th- better when they were just, all made out of diecast. i i oh my god but just let people enjoy stuff i mean i don't know Life's enjoy stuff enjoy stuff but don't be illiterate don't, on facebook right don't tell me <laughs> that's what facebook is for right. apparently so yeah. blow my brains out and then we'll see who's illiterate it'll be me because my brains will be splattered on the wall <laughs> i think that's how that works just kidding i'm gonna do it in my car so no one has to clean me up they can just crush me. it got dark early around here did it <laughs> no we're already yeah, hour squishing this. guy I thought this comic was brutal, but <laughs> that story. Wow. I was a little well, too Anna, specific. I'm, I'm curious because I know you were worried about this comic before it came out. Like, just, just in general, the reboot. And I mean, so... I essentially, my predictions about what this comic was going to be like were pretty accurate, right? Like, I thought it was going to be action-packed. It was going to be violent. There was going to be a lot of death. It was going to be a lot more like G1 than anything we've had in recent history. I also predicted that there would be very few women, which there is one so far, and RC is nowhere to be seen, even though she's in the cast shot, so she'll be somewhere someday. But 
pretty much everything I kind of expected was here. Now, that doesn't make it a bad story. Like, I don't, I didn't walk away from this being like, that was 38 pages wasted of my life. I walked away being like, yeah, I expected this. This isn't really for me. This isn't my kind of comic. But it wasn't bad, right, for a for a death-heavy action movie first comic issue about alien robots hanging out with some humans, too. I don't think it was bad. It was fine. It, it, I enjoyed it. It's walking it. a fine line between violent for violence's sake and violent to prove a point that no one is safe. And I'm not I'm honestly not sure where it winds up falling on that. You know, to me, to me, I took this more as this is a bit of a war comic and in war. Yeah, people, people die. die. Sure. And and that that's how that's how I interpreted this. And that's how I viewed Starscream's motivations with this. I was more cynical towards it that I kind of thought of it as there was a lot of death and injury in this issue to prove a point. But they have those cast pictures that they showed us. That will be the main cast. Those guys aren't going to be just killed wholesale. But all these extra people, they were there just to let us have a body count in the first issue to show, like, you know, this is gritty, hard Transformers. This isn't soft Transformers. Jeez. So Which... Daniel Warren Johnson did say in another interview that the cast, you know, artwork that he did for those covers that might not necessarily be who the, the cast is for these books. He does want to have a smaller cast. He does want to start with a smaller group of characters for us to kind of get to know them and get to know their motivations and slowly roll out more characters into this. Um, but he, he, he did say that that was like one of the first pieces of art he did was those two like cast photo, not cast photos, cast uh, lineup things and that might not be what we get um we're kind of getting we pretty much got that with the decepticons but the autobots it's like it might be a little different or did he say that just so we wouldn't know that Jetfire was going to be previewed all big and bad and void rivals and then not make it through the first issue he, he I mean, was that, that previewed and he was well. confused he wasn't big and bad he was previewed he was confused and then he died and he's always been a non-character so i didn't care that he went <laughs> Nothing about this felt gritty or dark or murdery. One person died. One person died. And then a human yeah, got squished. One, a non-human yeah, one, got one squished. Yeah, one Autobot died and one human got squished. And we've had squished humans before. It's nowhere near as like, hey, let's kill named characters like the IDW G.I. Joe books were. It's nowhere near, hey, let's kill named characters like IDW Transformers were. It's only We're only one issue in. Yeah, we are it, only one issue in. It's going to I mean, be fine. Yeah, I guess it all depends on if you believe Bumblebee is dead or not. And I don't care about Bumblebee. Let him have <laughs> a blown off face. Let him have a, re- a gold bug rebuild in issue two. I don't care. Let him that talk. Let him not. I have a gold bug. We're oh, shit piece. I feel like a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I'll call uh, you. Shit piece. <laughs> I'm down for seeing what comes next. This isn't uh, bad. Thank you, Peter. No, I don't think it's bad. I, I just not bad. It doesn't break I, any. It doesn't break any ground. Right. I was upset, Anna, in the first issue of the IDW reboot that Brainstorm gets off in the first issue of that. I know, and I feel like, but I feel like you could interpret the same way that Thundercracker's head goes bouncing by in this issue, 
if you wanted to feel hurt about your IDW stuff, it's right there, right? Your lovable, fun Decepticon who reforms and has a cute dog, his head bounces across the screen all blacked out because he's super dead. They didn't squish Buster. And Teletran, when it gets rebuilt, will rebuild Thundercracker and everything will be fine. If, if a dog <laughs> named Buster ran by and they're like, hey, look at this stupid dog and then stepped on it like angrily, you know, that's how Brainstorm felt. Thundercracker might recover. Uh, Brainstorm was, we're murdering what you loved. Have at you. This is what's new. This is, yeah. hey, you remember the 80s? We do too. Let's all have fun I with the 80s. Did it. I did not feel that way about the IDW reboot. I felt that the IDW reboot was... It was on the first page. It was like immediately. This yes, is the I, exact design know, that you loved. I know that was there. I know that happened. But other than that, I didn't really, really feel like it was a betrayal of what the previous comics were. In fact, it was just more world building. But Those impressions mean a lot. Yeah, I know. It really hurt you guys' feelings. I know. And my favorite Transformers character across pretty much all media was killed as the first person to get blown up in this issue. So, whatever, right? Yeah, I I mean, Bumblebee was my childhood friend, just like you say Cheetor was your childhood friend. Bumblebee was my childhood friend. And I I don't care because this is G1 fanfiction. So, it's fine. You and fan fiction getting funded by Transformers. It'll be fine. Wow. I'll read it. That's, that's so harsh. That is pretty harsh. Is it? <laughs> that's that's harsh. harsh. That review of the comic was more brutal than the comic itself. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so this is this is I won't say one person, I'll say some number of people's vision of a retelling of G1 that is a different canon from the G1 that we grew up with and still exists, that's essentially a fan fiction. So So Dreamwave. Dreamwave was the exact same thing. Dreamwave was fan fiction. I I will say I always called it that. So so are we saying by that point that every cop, like every media retelling of Batman, Spider-Man, blah, 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 down the line. Sure. It's just fan fiction of the original property. If your Transformers has Optimus Prime in it, it is G1 fan fiction, and you should stop reading it immediately. <laughs> that's what I said, Peter. You got it. That is, so, that's exactly you, it. You sound like but I don't know. Is fan fiction supposed to be a derogatory <laughs> term? or? No. That's the trick behind this. Is that fan fiction isn't really a derogatory term, right? Fan fiction is literally fans having fun with the media they love. So I don't think anything's wrong with this being. <laughs> I read some fan fiction on ATT in the 90s that sounded like they, they didn't love Transformers. They didn't love anything. And they just wanted to make everyone around them hurt. And... <laughs> They're also bad with punctuation. And if you're bad with punctuation, I don't want to talk to you to begin with. Uh, don't get me started. Or there's Transformers, or there's the opposite, where there's Transformers fan fiction where they do love Transformers. And they oh, do they, love they, things. They love Transformers. They really love those interface don't, ports yes. and all that love stuff. That's nonsense. Exactly. Exactly. We're not doing that. So, so Catherine, Catherine comments in the chat that Anna's 100% right. And, and I... I 
I'm sorry, Catherine. Anna, I so far this book doesn't seem like it's going to be one that that is going to be the same tone that you guys had before, and, and no. that might be disappointment. And I hope that's not the case. We've got Earth Spark though, right? Like Earth Spark yeah. is wholesome new Transformers content that's doing new things, and I love it, and it's great, and it, it's for me. And it's written for people who like things like I like. So even though it's for kids too, yes, yes. But that's targeted towards me, right? And this is targeted towards the people who want a Transformers action movie, which is also fine. And I feel like a kid in the candy shop because I'm enjoying the living daylights out of both. And that's great. Like, I see nothing wrong with it. I just, like, this... I guess the reason I call it fan fiction is because it doesn't have to replace my G1 canon, right? I can still enjoy the original G1 more than this, even though this is close to it in the story it's telling. But that's always been the rule for any Transformers media or Spider-Man or whatever we're talking about. If you don't like, like all the people like, oh, woke Star Wars, woke Star Wars. I don't like Ahsoka because it was written by AI or whatever they're saying. I don't even know. I oh I've but, seen some comments. It's stupid. People are dumb, is what it boils down to. If you don't like a thing, don't like the thing. If you like a like thing, thing, like the thing. And just, I don't even dislike this. I like I said like eight times. I enjoyed reading this first issue. I'm gonna read the rest of it. Well, at least until you all quit. Like I'm, I'm gonna look, read I, it I, so I, I can I talk about it with like my friends. Because it's like pretty, it. and I want to see where he goes with it. Yeah. If the the first arc is really make or break for me the arc not, is stuck not in a mountain the arc, man, thank you <laughs> <laughs> so peter you know, let me let me know if i'm wrong here but like there's a ton of witwickies you could choose from to be the older brother but jimmy is not one of them it's, it's jimmy's well, not clearly his name is is you know buster or whatever the hell we don't know that we don't know that we it's don't know really that. a nod to that. It's clearly a nod to that. Like but there were there was there was Butch. There I was, was Buster. Butch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't know about Butch, Nick. You're not a true fan. Get off the show. Um, okay, bye. Bye. He hasn't been here for a year. Don't make him go yet. We've been asking him every day. He's like, Oh, I'm I'm doing other things on Wednesdays, and then he's gone. <laughs> I didn't move the show to Wednesday nights. I didn't move the show to Wednesday night, but I moved my schedule to accommodate. Yeah, I'm busy every Wednesday, and I'm here quite a lot. Mm. Well, now we're talking on a you, you guys, you guys, oh you guys moved the show to compete with my other show. I can't, hey, you know. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I've had multiple show. shows. I'm so cool. Look at me. I'm exciting. We can have the show whenever you guys want to have the show. I'm just trying to have the show when people can be on. So is this okay. why we don't have sex? Is this it? Is I think so. Having a weird battle royale. Once we have more than four, it's unmanageable. This is yeah. this is off the rails and has been since the start. So I will disagree. I would say this is probably one of the better episodes we've done with six people because we're not talking over each other constantly. That's fun. It's fun. Doing a pretty good fun. job. All of our oh, cameras are locked down. Camera. All of our audio is good. Yeah. All of us have our technical stuff squared away. Anna, I'm not making fun of you. You were you had a rough spot at the beginning, but you're good. You're no, good. Anna, you're about to put something in your mouth, so unmute your unmute your microphone. No, now. I'm this eating and mature enough to mute myself when I eat. So that's I, I know. You know, I'm not all over the place. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Rick joke. I'm just gonna get some big old bag of chips and Cheetos and just <laughs> crunkle it. Just crunkle yeah. it. On the microphone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I start just dry heaving. 
I like the comic book, you guys. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So I, 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 I had a worried. bad thought when we were talking about the, the reboot and everything. Is I was thinking, I was like, you know, coming out of Star Wars Force Awakens, I was like, you know, they retold the same story and and you know, kind of they set the stage for some stuff, and then and then we kind of see where that ended up. Um, so okay, like, but oh, hopefully it doesn't go there. <laughs> well, as long as they don't, you know, change director mid production on the yeah, second installment, and. Uh... And then, change then put the other back. guy back and he tells the other guy to go fuck himself and throws everything out again. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which could happen here. Starting with a plan is important. Yeah. Start yeah. with a fucking plan. Yeah. Jesus. Have a roadmap. It's it a very specific plan. Just a, just a general, we're going to go over there. And we're going to stop over here. You said you'll know. In several of the interviews that Daniel Warren Johnson has done, he has commented about how Hasbro is very heavily involved in this. So that could be good. That could be bad. I I hope it's somewhat good from the standpoint of, you know, there are people working behind the scenes on editorial side of it that are working in a Kevin Feige like style where this is, this is our, our universe. This is the um, points we have to get to in the universe. And then in between those points, the creators are able to tell their stories. Um, and that's that's kind of what I've heard in him say in interviews is that's what he's gotten, what he's getting to do. He, he knows, and that's that's pretty common with a lot of comic books in a shared universe where the writers sort of know or hopefully they know when they have to get to a point of this is a big plot, you know, where we often kind of, kind of converge on something. Um, and we haven't really seen, we, we've seen that a little bit with Transformers with IDW um in in the previous universe when we had more than meets the eye and robots in disguise going on we didn't really see that in the reboot universe though because the reboot universe was was existing in in a silo um so you know we're we're going to be back to that a little bit again with with again with nick said the four books once a week i mean with hasbro trying to do world building i mean that can be nothing but positive it's Hasbro and Skybound working together, and that's where I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt is the Skybound. Yeah, it's 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 not Hasbro's spearheading Power Rangers, right? Bring on the know. visionaries! Oh yeah, I forget that you were in Power Rangers too. Where no, they that? they just they killed it. They what? bought the property and they nuked it to death, and they're <laughs> having to do a reboot uh, in about about a year. I think all the new stuff will drop. Was that in oh, the comic book or no? The the, the, no, the, pro- the property. It, yeah, it was such a bizarre thing for me to read. Power Rangers is rebooting because it's like it's been a constant universe for most of years. my life, three yeah. quarters of my existence. <laughs> no, yeah. but Power Rangers always reboots every couple of years. No, 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 no. Nick, okay. go ahead. Power Rangers, all of those different Power Rangers shows, all exist in the same universe. And always have. Okay. That's why they're able to have the old Rangers come back and do big crossover episodes from time to time. I, I thought it was like a time in, in, in 30 years, basically, where there's no Power Ranger show this year. There's no show. There's no product. There's no nothing. That's they, they, crazy. No, yeah, coming out with Cosmic Fury. Cosmic Fury has been made, uh, or, or they're in the process of making. I think they just got delayed. I don't know exactly what it was, but 
Cosmic Fury is the next iteration, and then maybe after that they're restarting it. Um, because I think Cosmic Fury was probably something that was being made before Hasbro took it over. Um, I don't know. My, my son likes Power Rangers a bit. Yeah. Uh, Zaldron RPM says, RPM uh, and well, Dino actually... Charger and alternate timelines. Okay, so of the yeah. of the uh, 30 years of shows, two years of shows were in different timelines. Well, yeah, but I don't listen to Zaldron, so whatever. <laughs> For the best, he's a bit of a heckler. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a troll. Yeah. I prefer Dustrons over Zaldrons. Thank you. Look, I'll, so... I'll be the first to admit that Power Rangers is not my encyclopedic knowledge i don't like i know enough of it but i don't know all of it you know i don't know how i got involved on power rangers twitter but they are they are losing their minds over the last few weeks over the the big reboot and and hasbro's failings so well and and how much of that is is like real and how much of that is just you know angry twitter people it's kind of a bummer because I was just going to say, I was really excited for Hasbro taking over Power Rangers because the Super Sentai properties have never really produced good transforming robot toys of the, the Megazords or the robots, right? They've always been kind of eh. You can so blame I thought Hasbro was going to. Right, right. <laughs> so I thought Hasbro was going to come and, you know, give us good Zords and keep Power Rangers going, and that instead, this is what's happened. And the Zords they as, produce have been okay. For as good as their Soul of Chugokin stuff is, Bandai produces chunky, simplistic, for a reason, Zords, or whatever you want to call them, for the Sentai series. And there's no in-between. I don't know. And, and the same team that's working the Power Rangers and Sentai stuff is, is the same team that's doing Unitoroban, or whatever, the new Machine Robo stuff, if you want watermelon dinosaurs or whatever pineapple trucks have at it i i totally ordered the brachiosaurus hot dog today there you go so it, it's cool for those who want it i am i am a machine robo fan but i haven't gotten any of those things yet because uh, they are too chunky and too goofy for me they're they're very childlike toys they're fun yeah. but they're fun they're not yeah, even they're... like bop box level if they were little i would love them if they were like you know the help. size of like core figures, that would help. and they did the same like simple spring loaded transformations. You know, kind of like Beast Wars basics. I would, I would have all of them because they would look they so fun. Be, be the size of the Shopkins bot bots, whatever stuff. Do that. Yeah, they're just a little too big, and the, I, I think they they go beyond the like they're big so kids can play with them. They went beyond that and just got bigger. But anyway. It's a neat toy line. They're fun designs. Yeah, the so, Dino Fury line, which is is not the most recent one, but the one before it, that was really cool. And like they had like a, a an interlocking mechanism, almost similar to Lego pegs, and so you could mismatch and play around with that till you're blue in the face. And, and that that was a lot of fun. And I was very sad to see they kind of abandoned that play feature. But there's so the something point is is visionaries are coming and they're going to be three of the four books we're going to have rom micronauts vision oh i'm sorry uh, rom to be got fair sold rom rom is back at marvel and yeah, uh, i think micronauts is back at marvel too right oh good then I we can start right. calling it the yeah. quantum realm and we can start calling it the microverse like it should be who knows i hope so, so. we're, we're going to have mask, mask visionaries and uh snake snake men and humanoids 
Clearly. Yeah, yeah, clearly they're going to try to do yeah. some, some kind of humanoid. And humanoids humanoid is with coming it. since they didn't give me rock lords. It's too Jim. Everyone likes Jim. I love Jim. I don't know. Yeah, Jim is great. Really? I think I, I, yeah. I really wanted okay, to throw something. Fun. <laughs> do it, Anna. Talk. I want to throw a thing. Anna, say stuff. Anna, I want to throw stuff. the ball to Lucas and Christian because I want to hear how they feel about this comic. Like the the other four of us have all given our kind of like you know we liked it, we didn't like it type of mm-hmm. thing. Christian seemed to have strong opinions earlier, but his opinions seem to be not yet expressed. I think it's too soon to express anything, but I think I liked it less. Than oh, good. Me. Oh. I, thought, I said, I "Oh, good." When you said, opinion. "I liked it." <laughs> I yeah, I think I probably liked it least out of all of us. Um, I just need to interrupt. Serge just posted that the Bears won a game, so oh, wow! There you go. So there you go. I just yelled that. So, I just yelled that. Oh my I'm, god! The I'm Bears sorry, won. Phil. From now on, you're gonna have to like stop watching the the Bears games. See, you're gonna have yeah. to be like Nick and stop what you're doing and be on the show. It's gonna, it's gonna free up your Sundays at least. So, yeah. Honestly, it's hard to watch a football game because my kids just be like, "Why is this on? Turn it off. Put it on YouTube. <laughs> I want to see yep. Skibbity Toilet." I'm like, "Oh, I don't like my life." <laughs> as, as far as how I feel about it, it's like it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was sort of vaguely medium. And you'll have to judge it on, or I will have to judge it on what happens next. So, I mean, I, I will say like, you know, myself that, uh, you know, I, I love the IDW original universe and like, those were some of my favorite comics. And so I feel yeah. like this is kind of in the middle for me personally, between the original IDW run, the, New IDW, like, you know, so say if you have, like, the best it could be is the original IDW run for me, right? The IDW reboot, which was, like, the hottest garbage possible, right? And then, and I got you wait till Anna's of... off, off like camera. <laughs> to say that. Oh no, we already we already were like going back and forth about this because yeah. like uh, we were we were discussing earlier and Anna was like, oh, it's no IDW reboot, and I'm like, wait, like, yes, it's not. That's a good thing. Um, that's yeah, it's a positive. Yeah, that's yeah. A positive. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like this is I I feel the exact same way, Christian, where. I read it and you know I'm kind of like eh it's it's a thing, um, like I I I don't know like I'll I'll be excited to kind of see what the next books do and everything but I mean I think this one is, I mean you know it's that origin story and it was somewhat boring to me but I guess like you said that if it's not for us that it's for the casual fan that is trying to get into Transformers like you know good for them. But yeah, like there was nothing bad about it. Like I'm not like, oh, this is bad. It was just like there wasn't anything where I'm like it. It didn't really pull me in the way that the IDW run before did, or the original one, not the reboot. And, and one thing I will add is that again, this is Anna. Your your one of your comments was that this the, the IDW universe you liked it, especially the second universe, because there was a lot of world building. There's a lot of that happening in Void Rivals. And Void Rivals is very connected to this. Um, I haven't read issue four, but but I know who's in it. I know Shockwave's in it. Yeah. Um, 
and so you know that's where I feel like we're getting more of that outer space world building sort of thing taking place. Um, whereas this tentpole of this universe right here with Transformers is going to be a little more of the, you know, here's the meat and potatoes that we know you like kind of thing. That's a good point. The Void Rivals would be where the world building would be. And since I haven't read it, I'm ripping myself off from the world building. So I should, I should read it. See, there you go, Anna. You should read it. Do it. Do it. I think I will. It won't be that hard. Nick, just post a bunch of pictures and then she'll read it. (laughs) Nick never posts any pictures of anything. That's right. That never happened. That's not what I do. There are no photos. So, I guess now we've yeah. heard everyone's feelings. All right, so book club what? this weekend is Anna rereading this. And- <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you guys? No. So book club, book? book club is very much of the minds that reading things before the trade paperbacks come out is useless. So, but I we've feel decided. Like it seems like everyone so is book club hates the- comics. No, I mean, maybe Book Club is not the kindest to the comics industry, but they love comics. They just want to read them all at once once they're completed. But it, it seems like that, like, Book Club has been commenting in the chat here, and it seems like people have been reading this comic, so... But we're not going to read it as a team until you write later. For the trade, write for the trade and read it as a trade. That's what Book Club does. Suspicious. Not suspicious. But then I think like half of us have actually ended up reading it, but whatever. The next thing we're actually going to do after we finish Super God Master Force is read the IDW reboot. We're going to read all of it. Why, Christian? Just, like drink a bottle of Malort's <laughs> that were set your feet on fire. Like it's, it's all got the same effect of just torturing yourself. I have a feeling we're going to enjoy it. I've read what? the first 24 issues and I was never let down, so I think I'll be fine. Yeah, because the first issue was so bad, it set the bar so low. <laughs> I said the first 24. I read the first 24 issues of it and I only stopped because it just it wasn't fun to read it with everyone in my peer group disliking it so much. Like That ruined it for me. So having it with book club is going to allow me to finally read it. <laughs> Which is good. Let Ruckley fans enjoy their Ruckley universe. That's have at it. Yeah, please, please yeah. enjoy what you enjoy. As long as I ain't hurting nobody, go enjoy what you enjoy. Mm. But this That's one, I'm hoping to read with all of you, so that'll be fun. I'm gonna read this every week. Let the X fans enjoy their X universe. What did you say? Wasn't it Ruckley? <laughs> Brian Ruckley was the guy who wrote all of it. Ah, okay. okay. Come on, gang. I'm the only one that's on, on the same page as me. Yeah, you are. That's, 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 that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. a wonderful way to put it. Unacceptable. Look, that reboot happened at a time when I wasn't working in a comic shop anymore. And so what's, what's a comic book? <laughs> oh, but now you have 45 covers of the same book, so you can read all that one book. Oh, I, have, I have all of those covers too, my friend. I have every oh, single issue. You just reboot. You just, I you just, just don't know how to them. read it. I never read it. Oh, I don't. I'm a true fan. Look at me, Mr. Nicholas Prime, loving them Transformers. I'm a busy I don't guy. Read, I, had shit I don't read on, stuff. Man. I just sit in my house talking about Transformers and watching bad movies. 
I, I just sit in my house and he look upon my work, you mighty in despair. Yeah, He's got so many podcasts, he can't enjoy <laughs> his Transformers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't believe Hasbro made me buy this Unicron. Oh, mer. <laughs> I don't enjoy anything. <laughs> There's lots of stuff I enjoy. You enjoy harassing me. I do. You're grounded. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Look, my, my final thought on this on this comic is that the action was great. The art was great. The story didn't break any new ground. It was just a retread of G1 and, and the origin story, but... If that's what they're doing to get the wider audience, maybe that won't be a bad thing. I'm in to at least see how far the, the first arc goes. And, uh, you know. At least it's not Bayverse, right? <laughs> Look, if the movies had been this, I would be losing my shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that'd be right? great. I mean, look at it that way. If this had been a fucking movie, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, if this were the first, just, I know it's six issues to a trade or whatever, but if this were the first act in a movie, this would be wild stuff. Yeah. If this were 2007 yeah. and this was the first act of the movie, we would all be losing our minds. Exactly. I 100% agree with you on that. If Starscream yeah. just flew in and picked up Bernie Mac and squished him. <laughs> oh. What a better movie it would have been. <laughs> Speaking of, I was going to say, I actually got up, but I couldn't find any of my Diaclone drivers because I'm good at losing things. But if you have any of the little Diaclone reboot guys and you have thrown Starscream with his, his opening and closing hands, <laughs> you can put it in his head and have him go squishy squish. <laughs> You could have to squeeze the fun out of it. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so the action feature. Or was the squeezing it the fun itself? That's why that's why they gave him articulated hands. They knew this comic was gonna come. <laughs> he needed to be able to do some squeezies. So. Oh Mark. Mark's always thinking ahead. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's he, the other thing, is that you know, if Hasbro Hasbro doesn't, you know, demand a fucking crossover to, you know, Combiner wars the shit out of everything or whatever. We're going to put Fatal Fluffies in your Energon book. Please don't. I just want to know, does <laughs> does Frank like squishing people now? Is that... I was I was going to say, I have to talk to Frank about this book later. <laughs> See what he thinks. <laughs> I, I did think that was a fun contrast, though, because, yes, they went for the whole, like, brutal, like, the Starscream is really super evil, whoosh. But then they had the whole scene of him going to the power plant, complaining and nagging like Starscream does, right? Yeah, like, whining. this is your fun, silly yeah. Starscream. And then totally. Just... This, this yeah. Starscream isn't going to be wishing, wishing anyone a Merry Christmas. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was Reign of Starscream, right, Christian? Where he, like, he grabbed someone and put him in his cockpit and then took him out into space and oh, yeah. popped him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's no pressure out here. Sorry about it. <laughs> yep. Well, that's like in, in, in one of Kirkman's other books, Invincible, like there's, there's a, a scene in one of the early issues where Invincible like punches a bad guy like out into the atmosphere. And then later on, you see his dead body just floating through space. Floating away, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Well, do we have any other thoughts on the the book? Do we have any Lucas? Do you have any thoughts on the book? 
He gave his thoughts in the book. I gave my thoughts like multiple times. Yes. Yeah, like, like, I, I had the exact same thoughts times. as the rest of you guys, where it's yeah. like, I, I think that it's, there's not breaking any ground or whatever. Like, I'm like, eh, like it's, it's fine. Like, as I said, it's not, it's, it, at least it's better than the IDW reboot. Remember when yeah. Anna walked away and I yeah. was like, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear you do it again. I want to hear y'all ragging on a perfectly good story. Look, I, I thought look, I thought your speakers I, were I, on. I guarantee that the IDW reboot gets so much shit because it was a tough act to follow. It's it's it is probably better than we give it credit for. That said, I, I'm never going to give it credit. <laughs> I think it's straight too close. Like if it would have gone this far. Right, like this is a real like like jumping from post Cybertron or po- not post Cybertron, but post war flying around adventures, fighting Unicron, da da da. Jumping from that back to Transformers crashed on Earth during their war type of plot that would have been a big reboot. That would have right. felt separate enough that people wouldn't have been making the comparisons. But because they went right back into political world building on Cybertron style stuff mm-hmm. and brought in a bunch of characters from IDW1, like like Nautica shows up right away. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's very much an IDW character. The comparison was made and that wasn't a fair comparison because you're comparing this like well-built many years thing to a new version of the story yeah the, the idw rebuilt reboot was very much for people who were very ingrained in transformers lore and fandom yeah you would not that is not a book i would have given to someone who didn't know a ton about transformers and said hey i think you'll enjoy this <laughs> i am you, um, you just raising your hand I, I'm with Christian. I think we were both fairly well versed and in love with the Transformers lore and fandom, and that, that reboot was you. <laughs> not not anywhere near. I didn't want to see Wardon again. I didn't need to see uh, Primacy or prime whatever the autocracy, autocracy or something. Yeah, whatever it was. I didn't need to see any of that again. Now but, with more talking. But my point is that like the 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 shock and issue one of brainstorm being dead. If you didn't know who brainstorm was, if your exposure to transformers was the G one cartoon, you'd barely know who uh, brainstorm was. So that book had a specific audience it was going after. This book has a different wider audience it's going after. I, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not saying this approach is better. I'm saying so far what they've done within that approach. I like a lot. And I read the reboot before I read IDW too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think because I read the reboot before I read IDW too, I didn't care that Brainstorm died. Brainstorm was just this like random toy I have. That's a really cool toy. Okay. Moving on. He's the coolest. Right. I didn't have that character though. Like I had never read. those books so i didn't think brainstorm as being that well-developed character it was just an extra who got killed in the first issue right but you'd have to even okay yeah but but you even know who brainstorm was brainstorm is not a tier a character right he was still tier nothing to me he was just a one of the headmaster guys yeah at that point so i I think i going into it completely without having read idw2 i think i got to enjoy it more 
because I wasn't comparing it to that. I was comparing it to I've never gotten world building like this before. This is cool. Yeah. I I, I see where your advantage point is, and now I have a better understanding of why you enjoyed that. Good. Join so we'll be back next month. Yeah. Anna's Anime Academy uh, this weekend at 8.30 Central on the TF Talk Discord as Black Sherrick returns in Super God Master Force episodes 33 and 34. Yeah, we finally got to see Clowder. Yeah. With a chance of meatballs? Uh. <laughs> I love Clowder. All right. Well, there we go. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us uh, this week. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat. Um, and we will see everybody next week. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at tfylp.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. 